Welcome to the REI Mastermind Network, where host Jack Haas gathers amazing stories from leaders in real estate investing. In each episode, our guests will tell you what they're doing that works, what they've tried that failed, and best of all, you'll learn actionable steps to take your real estate investing to the next level. Now, here's Jack with another value-packed episode. We have CEO of MBFS and New Direction Lending on the call here with me today, Mark Ritter. And you can learn more about what he's up to and how he can help you at markritter.com. I'll make sure to have that link in the show notes. But Mark is going to be spending a little time. We're going to talk a little bit about lending and market conditions and everything in between. But again, markritter.com, thanks for your time here today. Jack, thanks for having me on. Looking forward to the conversation. So you're going to be unique in the fact that you specialize around credit unions, correct? Yes. 100% about credit unions. We're the best kept secret in the country. People like us. They just don't consider us and know us. Hoping to educate people a little bit. Let's start things off. Why should businesses, especially real estate investors, consider credit unions over a traditional bank? Sure. One of the things that I always hear about is I wish I had a better relationship. I want to talk with my people. I want to know the people. I want them to know me. And many times you might have that and a bank gets merged up and you lose that and people move around. A credit union is really that unicorn of the financial institutions that people like. What a credit union is, is a not-for-profit financial cooperative. And people drive past the credit union in their local town. They see that it does auto loans. It has an ATM. It has a drive through usually. Many over 125 million Americans belong to a credit union. Many of them joined them years ago. And they, the, but as they've gotten into the real estate investment world, they just don't think of them. But it's really become a huge source of funds, a huge source of liquidity. And, but we need to connect real estate investors with credit unions so that, so that we can bring that financing because they tend to offer very competitive rates and friendly terms. But what I like most is the process. It's a conversation. You're not just simply going into the box and spitting out your loan at one end. It's interesting you say that, especially regarding building that relationship. Could you talk a little bit about the process somebody would experience applying for a sure. loan versus a traditional bank? A absolutely. Credit unions are regulated financial institutions. So there isn't a magic bullet where you just fill out your name in a dollar amount and somebody comes hand you with a great loan. When it comes to some of the information that we need, that piece is the same as a tr sometimes a traditional process. We need to know what you're buying. We need to know the plans, your down payment, who you are. But really, so we need to know that quantitative side the same as everybody else. And we'll collect that information. But really, that qualitative side is where we, all, where we excel more. Who are you? Tell me about your experience. And not just what is this loan, but what does the next loan look like? Where do you want to go and how can we get there? 
And credit unions are also full service financial institutions. So they're not just somebody trying to sell you widgets. They can be that complete relationships for your investments. If you have an operating business, if you have retirement funds, anything that you really need. And then from there, the terms that you'll see, many people say, geez, I really like it. It's friendly terms. We're lending, credit unions are lending with their own local deposits, which is, an, which is very important in the process. Many people don't understand where their lender's money comes from. Because if you borrow your money from Wall Street, your loan terms are really dictated by Wall Street. And where we see that is most common for prepayment penalties. Credit union loans don't have a prepayment penalty. And we're lending our own money that's from your local community. So we can be flexible in the decision process. Do you have to have another kind of relationship with a credit union before you apply for any kind of loans? A absolutely not. Many people, my f many people are familiar with credit unions maybe from their parents or from an employer that they had. And one of the, as I said, we're a not-for-profit financial cooperative. So you do have to be a member of the credit union. Now, back in the old days, it was local factory credit union. And you had to work at that credit, you had to work at the local factory or the local government agency, or a teacher, or firefighter, and they all had their own local credit union. Those days are long gone. I can tell your listeners, if they're driving past a local credit union, there's probably a 90, 95% chance that they can go in and open an account. So you do have to have a membership at an account, but you don't have to do that to just simply apply for the loan. You do have to, quote, join the cooperative. Now, for maybe people starting out in the real estate business, where's a better place to get that first loan or the first few loans than where you have an account? And you probably know what it's like to get those first few loans where you're trying to figure out this business and get into it. No better place to get that, those first few loans than where you have your account at now. Because they know who you are. They know you're responsible. They know you, you might have had a couple car loans with them or they can see your credit card is paid off. Or that you just simply manage your checking account responsibly. That's a great selling point because credit unions want to have those members and expand the memberships versus just simply cranking out a loan product. It seems like credit unions, and you're painting it as if it's more of a partnership than anything else? Before going in any kind of partnership like this, what type of questions should somebody ask to make sure that the credit union is a good fit? Yes, good. That's an excellent point. Not every credit union is a fit for every single investor or small business owner in America. I wish they were, but that's just not the reality of the world today. So really, you want to have that conversation do you participate in this type of industry? Do you participate in this type of loan and lending? And most of the time, you can vet that out easily just by looking at your local credit union's website. If you see a business section 
If you see a lending section move, that's great. You can simply hop right in, give them a call and move on. Then from there, you want to ask people about the types of relationships that they have currently. I, you could, I, if you're a multifamily investor, what size multifamily do you, do you just do loans in your local market or do you do a broader area and make sure you're a fit for their credit culture? Now, one of the unique things about credit unions is where I come into play. Credit unions aren't just cooperative with their members. They're cooperative from each with and working with each other. And there, there's probably about 15, 20 companies like myself scattered around the country. And what we are is we bring credit unions together. We're owned by credit unions for their credit unions, for their business portfolio. So let's say you're a small institution in the middle of Pennsylvania and you can fund loans up to $500,000. A member comes to you and says, geez, I, ha I love the credit union. I would like to buy this $3 million loan. Many times you would just simply be turned away and somebody would say, that's too big for us. What people like us do is we work with the businesses and we also work with the credit union and we bring credit unions together to participate in the loan, to syndicate it together so that credit unions have a much bigger lending capacity than they could individually. Another way companies like MBFS come into play is one, maybe we, have, we just had somebody in Pittsburgh who was purchasing a property in Florida. Most credit unions are what I would consider regional lenders. Maybe they lend in their state and some surrounding states. But if you're a credit union in Pittsburgh, you might not go to Florida. We have credit unions in Florida. We matched them up with a local credit union and got it done. So we help bring these small community-based institutions together for a much bigger lending capacity. I would imagine that kind of spreads out the risk associated with anything as well. A absolutely. We help bring systems. We help bring expertise. And we also diversify the risk among institutions so that they can fund and look a lot bigger than they could themselves. And where we particularly see that is in the metropolitan areas. If you're a credit union in New York City, sometimes you'd be lucky to finance a condo in New York City, yet alone a commercial property. But by working with other credit unions, you can get that done. On the flip side of that last question, if what are some things that may not be a good fit? to approach a credit union with? Oh, ab absolutely. If you're looking to build a 30, mil 30 million ground up construction for your new commercial tower or a long-term, you know, you have hundreds of units you want to put into a development loan, that's where I see credit unions as probably not the best fit. We've done loans up to $35 million at our company working with credit unions. But those are really stabilized properties. Where I see us as weakest are the, or where I see us as weakest are the ground-up construction, long-term development properties. And also, we're trying to look, we're trying to work with people. We like to work with people. If you're some sophisticated fund 
with thousands of owners and put together in this wild syndicate, generally you're not working with a credit union. We want to work with people behind projects. The experience I've had with credit unions in the past, it seems like when you're dealing with a credit union, the decision makers are far more local than some of the bigger banks. Am I fair to say that? Yeah. And credit unions really have a few levels of authority. And the first is, and the biggest picture is a board of directors at the credit union. And that board of directors is, it's a little bit different than a bank structure in that they're not paid and they're democratically elected by the membership. Uh, if you want to run for the, your board of directors at your local credit union and involved, go for it. It's a great way to get involved in your community and help people out and help dictate the direction of your local credit union. And those board of, those, the management at the credit union, what I find is generally much more accessible and they want to be accessible into people in their community. I've been in, in what's called a QSO, Credit Union Service Organization, for 10 years. But the previous to that, when I ran a credit union commercial lending shop, people would ask that question and I would say, do you want to go meet them? Who's making my decision? Let's walk over and have a conversation where we either could come out to the property or you could come in and they could meet you and who you are and understanding it because they're local people too, making decisions in their local economy. So they want to make as educated decisions that they can at the credit union for their real estate investors and small business owners. Just a reminder for everybody, head over to markritter.com for some more information on how Mark and his team can help you regarding this. So let's say somebody is getting ready. They're going to buy a real estate property for investment purposes. What type of information should they have ready and prepared before they even approach you or a credit union? Sure. I always like to say, keep us as well-informed and transparent as you can. If, first of all, if you have some hair on the deal, if there's hiccups in the past, if there's things that we should know, it is much better to be, we'd rather work with that and deal with it on the front end than find out halfway or two-thirds of the way through the process and the deal falls apart because it's not what we saw. But we want to know, the first piece that we want to know at the credit union is who you are. What's your experience level with this? Who's going to be managing the property and who you are financially? From there, we're wanting the same old boring tax returns and personal financial statement that anybody else wants. But then for your port, if you have a portfolio, we're just going to want simply that portfolio or understand your existing portfolio, what properties do you own, what the payments are and what the rents are. And from there, we want to understand that project. Are you purchasing a stabilized property? If so, get us the previous financials or the rent rolls or something like that. Now, many real estate investors, they have a lot of LLCs. They have their pieces in a, hands in a lot of different cookie jars. And it's a pain and a nightmare. You could ask my credit people to try to collect the financials from all of these different entities. The easiest thing for us and the best thing for us is to collect the K-1 forms from, your L, from all of your LLCs 
and that will make your life much easier and our life much easier. And it's the easiest thing to collect and it'll help you out in the process a lot more. Well, that's some really good information. You've probably helped quite a few businesses at this point. What is some of the biggest mistakes you've seen as people are pursuing business financing like this? Sure. One, the first thing that where I would say people make a mistake is that they need to understand who they are and where they are in the universe. You need to treat your lending institution more like you're shopping for a restaurant than a commodity. The money's a commodity. But like when you go to a restaurant, you can get fast, quick, cheap, and easy at your local convenience store. You can get the high-end service at a really nice steakhouse, or you can go somewhere in between. And many times, people, they want, there's usually a lender that fits who they are and what they're doing. And you really need to ask for referrals and talk to your lender and talk to the people to interview them as much as they interview you to find out if this is a fit for you. Because especially when you're new, you could be shopping at the wrong lender. You get frustrated. And what do you do? You Google up quick real estate loan, fast real estate loan, and you get sucked into terms on real estate loans that are completely usury and unfair to you. And it's almost like people are making those mistakes like a payday lender. I wanted to get it and they think they can just refinance it, but the costs just keep piling up and piling up. And then the terms aren't fair to you. Where when you just take your time and shop for that lender who's a good fit for you, you could be a lot happier in the long run. You've got probably got quite a few examples at this point. Can you give us an example of somebody who came to you and your team to get some help and, and what you accomplished? Sure, a- absolutely. Some of the proudest ones that, that we have are the, those people that have, we have somebody that we were working with where they were looking for real estate to supplement their income. They weren't looking to transfer it over. And we started with this person with one property. And then the next year, it was another. And I worked with them for close to 10 years on helping slowly build that portfolio so that they could retire and transition to a passive income. And then those are the ones that I really like and are proud of. The easier ones, the big sexy projects. We take people who are really good at real estate and make them, they usually have pretty good wealth behind them and they're rich and we help make them richer, that a lot of people can do that. I really like helping out the small lender like that and helping them grow their portfolio. Today, we work with about 90 different credit unions and service a portfolio of a few billion dollars. So it's really nice to keep those community people versus the big, sexy, glamorous loans. You're probably familiar with the Burr process then. Could you talk a little bit about that process when it comes to the credit unions? Is that a problem when a, a person, you help the person acquire the property, the initial funding, and then there's a rehab and a rent, and now there's the property has increased its value, and the investor would like to refinance. Could you talk a little bit about that and the experience it, there? 
Yeah, that, that's the nice thing with credit unions having control over the money and control over their portfolio is since we're dealing with our own money, we can take that property and look at it after the rehab value and look at, the, look at that value once it's stabilized. We have many credit unions. You know, the, you, you'll have people who just take 80% of cost plus rehabs, and then that's all we're lending, even though you've increased it by 50%. We can do plenty of acquisition loans. And then once it, let's say it's 12 to 18 months and stabilized, then we do the cash out values of those properties. Quite common too is where people go to what I'll call one of those soft, maybe one of those soft money lenders, and then in, do the hard lifting through them to increase the value, get the property. And then we're taking off of the stabilized, the currently appraised value. So we do have plenty of people with the flexibility to help increase and go off of your current market value as opposed to just simply what you paid for it two, three years ago. So the, let's face it, the economy is a bit turbulent right now. What have you seen any kind of changes in the credit union space? Sure. There, there's two big changes going on right now. And the first piece is with liquidity in the markets of institutions. A year ago, heck, even six months ago, every financial institution, including credit unions, were just swimming in deposits. But I don't know if you've noticed when you go fill up your gas tank or buy some bacon, it costs a little bit more these days. So what you're seeing is the liquidity due to inflation is really crunching down out of many of our financial institutions. People still have money to lend, but it's not as excess as it once was. So you're seeing people, especially the, plenty of people are taking care of existing relationships. And if they're newer relationships, they ask a few more questions because of that liquidity situation. The mm -hmm. other piece that we're saying is there are, it's still historically low. And we're, we are seeing some rises in delinquency. And that's the piece where we see a lot of people misstep. Because sometimes if you're, if you're having some problems or you know you're going to have some problems, the easiest thing to do is simply avoid your lender. But Credit, you, it's the old saying, when you, lend the, when you lend somebody a couple thousand dollars, they're a customer. When you lend them a million dollars, they're a client. For a real estate investor, credit unions, they're partners within there. Because if you don't succeed, nobody succeeds. So people really need to have those open conversations and talk through credit unions if you're having trouble. And keeping up on taxes and insurance. Because those are the first things that we see people defer their costs and try to make the payments or cut corners and really keeping up with some of those basics. But if you're, and if you're struggling to keep those conversations ongoing with a lender, because it's much easier to help somebody out early in the process than when you're 80 to 90 days past due. No, really appreciate that insight, Mark. One last time, markritter.com. But before I let you go, Mark, 
I warned you, I have some rapid fire questions I'd like to throw at you. All right, let me have them. Real estate investing always has those late night programs that promise the world that I even put into the bucket of myths at this point. What is a real estate investing myth or credit union myth that you would like to bust here today? We always say you got to go for the cheap, fast. Everybody says you want the cheap, fast money, no money down. It takes sweat equity and sometimes it takes real equity. If somebody's selling you just no cost, no money into this program and you're going to be a multimillionaire, you're, it doesn't happen. What book would you recommend or what are you reading right now? Anything, my, my favorite that I keep reading is anything from any of the Freakonomics lines. I love their original books and they put out several and I just love them to death. Yeah, I like those books too. It's always interesting how they can make those connections. What is the biggest business mistake you've made and what did you learn from it? I wish right now, I'm right around 50, and I wish when I was 20, I, could, I would have taken a lot more risk when I can afford to take those risks as opposed to now when I'm getting old with the wife and family and looking towards the end. It's time for a little fun. What's your favorite movie? Pulp Fiction. Okay. That's a new one. I haven't heard that one yet on the show. If you could go back in time and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that be? Ask those girls out when you think you can, especially the pretty ones. They just might say yes. Is there a question or concept you wished we would have covered here today? We talked a lot about the world today. What I would say for the real estate investment community is check us out. There's, oh, there's 5,000 credit unions in America, and they're really healthy for the communities. Nobody's protesting on the street corner about their local credit union because we try to be the friendly puppy of the financing industry. So check us out, and hopefully we can direct you with a credit union. One last time, markritter.com for all of those corresponding links and information. But really appreciate your time here, Mark. I hope you come back again sometime. Thank you. Enjoyed it. If you learned at least one actionable step to incorporate into your real estate investing, if so, please consider returning some of that value by leaving a positive review, subscribing to our YouTube channel, or joining our growing network on Facebook and Twitter. You can find links to all of our social media accounts in the show notes. See you next time.